This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to this week in ITFC history. My name's David Diamond and I'll be here each and every week alongside the man of a million spreadsheets, author of IpswichTownStats.com and top ITFC historian. Ladies and gents, it is the renegade Statman. We'll be looking back at the names, the games, wins, draws and the losses that occurred this week in ITFC history. All right, Stat? Yeah, great. The hangover's nearly gone from a birthday last week. Oh, of course it was your birthday yeah. last week. Yeah. 21. Did you, did you get, yeah, 21 again. Did you get, yeah. get up to much? Oh, this and that. This, yeah? Yeah. This, that. And me and, me and any, Mick, any, Mick phoned me up. Mick, Mick phoned you up. And took me to Pleasure Hills. <laughs> i tell you what, you know, he, he looks like a grumpy so-and-so, but, you know, once you get him on the waltzes and stuff like that, he was great. Did, Bought me did, some candy floss. Did he give you any clues where he might be next season? Um, not Pleasurewood Hills again. He didn't like that. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's definitely more, not. Yeah, more like Alton Towers. Yeah, maybe he's that. Yeah, maybe that might be near his next. Yeah, uh, mm. he might. What he working for Alton Towers? I still think he's got a job in the game. I think that's a bit harsh. Oh, near geographically wise in the Midlands, that oh. Midlands mate. What Sunderland? <laughs> that, let's, let's cut. Yeah, where, where, where are we going first? Well, eighteenth of April to the twenty fourth of April. I don't care because I've been lying in a dark room for the last four days <laughs> nursing this hangover. Um, so we're going to go back to uh, the 19th of April, 1993. Now, most people who will be listening to this, their ears will be pricking up now because John Lyle is in the home dugout as we entertain Mike Walker's Norwich City. The Silver Fox Such himself. a big game that it was on Sky. Yep. Um, and what I thought we'd do a little bit different this week Ooh. because we've got to the ground early, you know, because Sky's there and mm-hmm. they might be putting on a bit of entertainment, but we don't know what entertainment they're doing. Yep. So... We have a look at the programme. Oh, come on. And I've got the programme here. Yeah. And you'll be pleased to know that they've got a little bit to tell you um, what's happening tonight. Oh, what, the pre, the, yeah. the, the whole, yeah, go on. So the match commentators are Ian Dark and Andy Gray. So just to set the scene, this yeah. is the the first year of... Yeah. Yes. 
first year the of old, pre- Premier alive League. Alive yeah. and kicking. Johnny Walker. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You know, that was that wasn't the, that was Simple Minds, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Johnny Walk. Um, and uh, Richard Keys was the studio anchor man. I had to read that a couple of times. He certainly was. Yeah. Um, and there was pre-match ent- entertainment, which included the fabulous Sky Strikers. So back in 1993, there was the, the, the Sky Strikers were cheerleaders. They were. Usually young ladies dancing around in outfits. They were. Um, with the full lineup as follows. 6.58pm. <laughs> Love Sky. Can you imagine that? There was, it was this. It never happens like that at football. But yeah, 6.58pm introduction. Oh. 7 o'clock. Alive and kicking. There you go. Yep. 7.05. Bart Simpson. What? Um, seven fifteen. That's what it says. Seven fifteen. What? Yeah, Bart Simpson. Okay. Yeah, seven fifteen. It's going to take us a long while if you. <laughs> um, Battle of the Ballpark. All right. I don't that know. sounds a bit. I don't remember American to me. Yeah. Um, seven twenty-two p.m. The Stanley Matthews Fair Play Trophy Award was awarded to Ipswich. Okay. Um, and that was uh awarded to David Linegan. In fact, it was awarded by Stanley Matthews. Sir Stanley Matthews yeah. was actually there yeah. giving him the bloody hell. Okay. Yeah. This award, support by Umbro, was for the 91-92 season and a tribute to the club's fair play during that championship season. Oh, okay. So finally, we're waiting until 7.30 to see the Sky Strikers. <sighs> yep. Then 7.35, Red Devils were there. <laughs> we don't get the Red oh, Devils. Oh, great. There. They parachute in with a match ball. I reckon, yeah. Yes, yeah. love that. 7.45, love that. kick-off. 8.30 half-time. Um, 8.32. I'm worn out. The Sky Strikers came oh, back on oh, again. Okay, yeah. And at 8.36, Sumos. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, yeah. So if anybody can tell us about um, Bart Simpson and what he was doing at 5 past 7 on the 19th of April. God knows. Um, so leading out the team was a, an Ipswich mascot. So let's have a look at the mascot before oh, we go on the come game. Come on, start. Who is so, he? And it was something you said a few weeks ago, a few months ago, about that they're never in Ipswich, and this one made me laugh as well. Um, our mascot for tonight's exciting match against Norwich City is eight-year-old Jamie Chadwick yeah. from Witnesham. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, what? No, no house number or road. No, just Witnesham. No house um, number, road, or any other contact. Nothing. To... There's his picture. Say. And if you have a little look, you can zoom. If you zoom in, you can see that it looks like his driver's license on the side. No. <laughs> so, he so he's born in. He's from Witnesham, and he attends St Mark's Roman Catholic School. Oh. And his hobbies include football, swimming, and cricket. Yeah. And he tells us that his favourite player at Portman Road is Jason. Dizelle. Oh, Enjoy your evening, James. Nice one. So I tell you what, if you're out there... What eight, or would James be now 25, be 33? Yeah. God, James. Come on, might, Jamie yeah, Chadwick. Come well, on, you you know. him, do you know it's Jamie Chadwick in the programme? Well, you said James. I was just repeating what you Ooh, said. Oh, they switch from Jamie and to James. Well, in the programme? In, par- in, in the paragraph. Oh, terrible. Uh, at terrible. the very least, you know, what I want him on now is just to say what that he prefers being is. called James. Yeah. So, we've got through that. Sky Strikers, Bart Simpson. Let's get to a... Jimmy. Go on. Let's get to kick-off. And 21 minutes into the game. Can I just say, I think before before we get into that, I think we need to set the the scene here for this game because um, first season of the Premier League, um, obviously our first season after promotion, um, getting promotion, winning the league. And we started great, didn't we? We, I mean, we had a brilliant spell. And we were round just after Christmas. Well, we played Man United, I want to say, middle of January. I think we might have covered that game a few weeks back. Um, 
We beat Man United 2-1 at Portman Road. It must have been mid-end of January. Yeah. Same week as we beat Spurs. Yallop scored twice, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah? Yallop yep. scored against Spurs yep. and Man U. That's it, yeah. And <laughs> that was, yeah, 27th, and we, 31st so this of January. Game was, this game was the 19th of April, and that was, say, the 21st of January, around about that time. This was our first... This was our first well, a, a spoiler alert. Yeah. This was our first win. Yeah. Cra- so we, crazy I mean, stuff. it was incredible, incredibly well, bad run. I couldn't remember it quite being that bad, but it was. Uh, before the game, if we, if we if we won the match, then we were going to ensure our Premier League yeah. safety. Yeah. Um, and that result, so also that um, Norwich were going into this game oh, still could... with a chance of winning the league. Was this the season when Norwich, it must have been the season when Norwich at one point were like eight points clear yeah. or something ridiculous? Bottlers. Bottlers, yeah, a lot of them. Twenty-first minute, uh, Jason Dazell, who was playing up front for us at, during that yeah. that spell. Yeah, um, there was some good work from Steve Will- Will- uh, Witten, and then it went to uh, Williams, and he did this sort of looping miss hit, really, towards the goal. Gunny comes out, and oh, I don't know what he's doing. Um, doesn't hit a divot, does it? No, but but he he just sort of he almost sort of leaps both feet into it, and it kind of bounces up. Dazell kind of chests it, uh, chests it past Gunn, who's sitting on his backside and, at that and point. Just and just sort of like strokes yeah. it in. Yeah, I can remember it being a, although not quite as bad as the goal recently we witnessed, our, which broke our goal drought at home to Millwall. Sorry. <laughs> Have they still worked out who scored that I goal? A, I think it, collectively it's the worst goal I've ever yeah. seen. But anyway, sorry, go on. Have you seen that? Um, it's on Twitter, 90, 90s crap football. Well, <laughs> you know, in 20 years' time, that is going to be on there because it's just Christ. bouncing around. Uh, People are desperate not to touch it. I was like a bar of soup. Yeah. That ball. Um, <laughs> Norwich had, uh, so we're we're one 0 up. Norwich have hit the the post twice before. Um, they have a free kick uh, on the attack in the Churchman's end. It's on the edge of the edge of the penalty area, and it is. I can't remember what actually happened, but you know it was pretty close to to being awarded a penalty. Um, Ian Crook, ooh, don't like him. Um, he he floated. He was a good player, though. Forgetting oh, that, you know, Sir Mike's classy player. He would have, he would have been the he would have been the difference for us. I think yep. that season if we'd have signed classy him. Classy player. Um, he puts it over, and then Chris Sutton, he of care for what you wish for of of late, um, puts the ball in the back of the net. Forty first minute, he he's, is an idiot. He's, yeah, he's complete idiot. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't yeah. it? Wasn't that that thing where um, him and. Just going off a bit of a tangent, him and Terry Butcher were doing something for uh, Sky or whatever on... Uh, oh, the Celtic Rangers. Yeah, and uh, Chris Sutton's running through and then Terry Butcher, there's just a, like three people on the pitch, completely flattens him. <laughs> Thinks there's a bit of a joke, Chris Sutton's lying on the ground and next thing you can see, actually, oh no, he's, he has hurt Chris Sutton. <laughs> you know what I thought? Good. Yeah, it's um, a shame. Yeah, so 1-1 at half time, uh, a result that isn't really helping either team's chances at the top or bottom of the of the league. And then in the second uh, second half, nine minutes into it, I've put there was Keystone Cops in the defence. Um, I've put several chances to to clear Stockwell's advances. <laughs> what was going on? Well, I've, I just Stockwell, think of a Mills. Stockwell was making a pass yeah. at Brian Gunn. Was it? But then I thought that well, John Polston. That all sounds Mills and Boone like. <laughs> so I'm going to. So I went back, and this is what actually happened. Go on. Um, so. Norwich had the ball in their own penalty area. Repelled Stockwell's advances. Go um, on. They tried to clear it and it hit their own player. <laughs> it went to Stockwell. Yeah. There was another missed tackle on Stockwell. <laughs> yeah. Um, then it hits the back of a Norwich player's foot. Hey, this sounds as bad as a Millwall yeah. goal. Bounces yeah. to Stockwell, who at this point is lying on the floor. <laughs> he gets up and um, 
slots it in past the advancing um, Brian Gunn. Well, I've got to say, collectively, our first two goals in that game must be collectively the worst first two goals we've scored in any game, surely, but yeah. how we describe them. Yeah. But the last one... Oh, well, the last one, so it's, it's 56 minutes. I think if, if for anybody who was who was there when that goal went in, I think that was when you could finally think we, 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 we're going to stay up breathe there. Breathe a sigh yeah, of... Yeah. Um, so... There's a brilliant ball to to Giselle, but it's even better what he does. He he turns John yeah, Polston yeah, on, on a sixpence. All you know, I, I remember about this is a bibbly bobbly one, isn't it? Yeah. He runs <laughs> twenty five. Ac- accurate. Yeah, accurate. Yeah, like that. Twenty five yards, and I've put bobbly shot. Yeah, and I thought, you know, poor O'Brien Gunn. You know, how many uh, bobbly shots has he had to if him? Only if only he knew what was going to happen in three years. Yeah, yeah. the roof um, came off Portman Road at that point. I remember the. The noise was deafening, and we ended. Roof came to have a call of fire engine. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we, no one's come back to us about the fire engine yeah. about that. Um, that was game forty. So remember, there was only forty two games that that season, um, and we were sixteenth with with forty nine. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I seem to remember that we rallied quite well after that, and perhaps um, that sort of settled us down. And, you know, the pressure was off. And can you remember? I think we perhaps won one or two more games towards the end of the season. Yeah, beat Forest on the last. Day of the yeah, season and relegated them. Yeah, I was on the pitch the first time oh, that me no, and um, yeah, me and Roy stat, you're always, shook, shook hands. You're always on the pitch. Everybody mate. was all for Nigel Clough. I mean, where's Nigel Clough now? I was thinking, there's Roy Keane. You're always on yeah. the pitch. In fact, that was Cluffy's Cluffy's last game in charge. Uh, yes, it was in the green jumper and yep. the red face. And yeah, I think some lady racket. gave him a, a <laughs> some lady gave him a bunch of flowers or something. Young man. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Whoa, one thing I want to mention to you was that. Uh, Clive Baker was in goal for us, probably wearing one of the most horrible yeah, purple I kits. Sure about Clive Baker, he was, yeah. he was short, wasn't yeah. he, for a goalkeeper? I got a good number one from that stat from Ooh. that season. What do we reckon? Nineteen ninety three. If I do a bit of an intro, so yeah, did a little, little, Possibly. All right. Um, Young at Heart by the Bluebells. Yeah. I preferred the number two. I knew the answer. I had a look at this one. The number two? Yeah. What was it? Give a clue. You've got to give me a clue on this one. Um, Well, I wouldn't because then you might call me a snitch. Oh, God, I don't know. Go on, what is it? That's a great clue. I don't want to be a grass. Was it super grass? No. Uh, 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 No. Sorry. Informer by Snow. Oh, Snow Informer. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, it's a great song. Yeah. Snow Informer. Yeah. From, was he from? That's what I just sang. And I, I used the word snitch and grass and you couldn't get Informer. No, I couldn't. From Canada he was. Oh, okay. No less. Good. So right we're going to move on now to um, the 21st of April 1970. We're at home to, to Leeds. Uh, Bobby Robson is in the dugout. This is uh, the last game. In the nineteen sixty nine seventy season, yeah. So you could tell me why. Yeah, World Cup, World Cup yeah. season. So we were the World Cup holders, weren't we? From sixty six and great hopes, and well, that ended in ended in tears. Now, this game was. I went to my very first game that season um, in the January of that season. Saw us lose one nil at home to um, Burnley. Um, Struggled badly that season, as, as can be said. Our top scorer was Colin Viljohn with six goals. I think we only scored only scored forty goals all yeah. season, and uh, really seventy. Robson's first great transfer 
coup as such. He didn't sign many players, but coup. with seven games to go, he signed Frank Clark from QPR, I think, brother of the much more famous Alan Sniffer Clark. Yeah. And he signed Jimmy Robertson from Arsenal, I believe. Um, could have been Spurs. It might have been Spurs, I think, not Arsenal, Spurs. It was Arsenal, Spurs, or Spurs, Arsenal. I know he played and scored, I think, for Spurs and FA Cup final, but yeah, we signed him for one or the other. Someone will put us right on that one. And two inspired signings. Which... Signed him from Arsenal. Oh, it was Arsenal. Yeah. Okay. Two inspired signings, which um, preserved our our you know top division status. Disappointing crowd that night, 16,900. Well, you've told me about the World Cup. So the World Cup in 70 was in Mexico. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the, so the season started earlier and, and, and finished yeah. uh, earlier. Season um, started in... July. But why was this game played on a Tuesday night? Because the last match of the season, so did we, you know, was there, was there sure a... the very last match of the season? Yeah. Don't know. Don't know that stat. No, got got me that. Don't know. Were, were Leeds involved in cup competition? Oh, oh, or gosh, or don't know course. whether. It... Sorry, stat. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, of course. Leeds were in the cup final, of course. Ah. So probably, good God, yeah, great. Probably a couple of, um, Probably a couple of weeks later, because I reckon the cup final would have been earlier this year. They played. Um, they played Chelsea in the cup final, which um, which went to a replay. So two two at Wembley, and the famous two one win by Chelsea at um, Old Trafford. David Webb scored the goal for a big old throw from old Ian Hutchison, who was the purveyor of the the initial purveyor of the long throw. Um, I mean, in that spell, I just put a little in that spell after they signed Robertson and Clark, we we beat Arsenal two one at home, and during also that that spell leading up to this Leeds game, I saw my first ever win at Portman Road, which was a two nil home win against Southampton. So that was only my, I think I went to the Burnley game. I can vaguely remember this in the January, and I think the Southampton game was probably may have been the Saturday before this game or round about that time. That was my very first, um, very first Ipswich Town win. I mean, good sign. I mean Leeds, you know. Laura Marcy's Hibbert, which is um, a guy called Terry Hibbert that went on to play for Newcastle. His brother, Kenny Hibbert, played for Wolves. And when you see our scorers, oh, crikey, we're 3-0 up in... Bloody hell. 3-0 up in 17 minutes. Yeah, let's um, quickly go through the goals. Yeah. Robertson on the sixth minute, yeah. uh, Clark on the 15th, and, yeah. and Robertson on the 17th puts us 3-0 up. Yeah. Um, and Hibbert... Did right. you say it was Kenny Hibbert? Terry Hibbert. Terry Hibbert. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he pulled one back, you know, just before half time, 3 mm. 1, which mm. made a bit of a spectacle about it. But uh, Peter Lorimer scored the uh, the second goal for Leeds in the 89th really. minute. Yeah. Consolation, yeah. We held on, obviously, the, we great, the great Don Revy. Finished in 18th place. Yeah, I think we were, we were down. I think we were, we were really. So this was Robson's end of Robson's first full season. Yeah. And, and we were as good as down. And like I said, he pulled a sort of the old proverbial. That was a great result because Leeds finished second that season. Yeah, I mean, look at the difference. Though. Everton yeah. six, Everton were a good side that that season. They had the midfield: the Alan Ball, Howard Kendall, um, Colin Harvey, midfield. Joe Royal up front. Good side. Good side. Um, I've got the program from that from that game. Oh, go on to that. No, love it. I don't like this program because I I'm, I wasn't born when this game happened, yeah. but. I've obviously inherited it, or my dad bought it yeah, and then yeah. left it lying around, so someone's kind of scribbled on it. Oh, no. So on the front, it's got 3-2. I don't need to look at the programme. I look at the stat machine. That tells me it's 3-2. So that's And they've started 
colouring in the ball. Stat doesn't like that. He's he's not happy. He's not. Then you turn the page and they've written three two on the on the next page above above the teams. And where do you stand on programs in the old days where you used to say you've got a mint program and you used to fill in the actual play? You don't don't, like that. Don't fill any of that in. No mark. No, 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 no. You wouldn't. No, no, no. No, no. Bring it. Bring your own separate piece of paper. I knew you wouldn't. Um, I knew you wouldn't like that. Just to run through the program, and obviously I don't know who you know who actually played for us, uh, played for Leeds that day. But the Leeds team was David Harvey, yeah. Nigel Davy, Terry Cooper, Billy Nigel Bremner. Davey was a keeper, I think, reserve keeper. Bremner, Giles, Hunter, yeah. Um, Johnny, John Faulkner, Eddie Gray, Peter Lorimer, Alan Clark, Rod Belfit, yeah, yeah. Um, Mick Bates and Terry Hibbert. Yeah. Um, but there was a couple of things in the program. Sure, there, there was program. no mascot, um, but under the club notes, there was a there was going to be a presentation to Mr. Freddie Blake, who's the he- head groundsman. Mm. He looks about ninety eight in this picture, and they've got him pushing this lawnmower. None of this sit on stuff. <laughs> tell me that was re- tell me that was a re- retirement presentation. I'm hoping. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, who retires at the end of the season as yeah, head groundsman? His first day at Portman Road was on the first of September, ninety. 90- just read this 20 27 <laughs> blimey he, he was there a long time yeah um then they've got a little bit of an article about the uh leeds team as you'd expect they're advertising um some panatellas in here yeah there's a good cigar. day probably smoking make at, probably in... make them at churchman that's the thing it could do yeah yeah um it says there's a good day smoking in five grandees <laughs> which i like that then they've got um, what was on at the the two cinemas. You know, we all think now with the Cineworld and uh, Empire that oh, we've got it. But what, we was it Odeon and the Gaumont or ABC? Odeon and the Gaumont. Go if on. you wanted, you could phone the Gaumont for tickets on, on what we five got? three six four one. Go on, what we got? Um, and the Saturday matinee. Yeah. Uh, the Ipswich Operatic Society oh, presents no, 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 the no. Merry Widow. No, no one went to that, did no, they? And then continuing on screen from the April twenty sixth is Lionel Bart's. Oliver. Oh, wow. And I wouldn't be Massive going to either thing. of those. Yeah. Um, and then the Odeon, which you could contact them on 52082. Love those old numbers, yeah. Um, that was when you had a phone with a... Yeah. They're the ones. Yeah. Um, there was a film called Twinkie. Yeah, maybe soft porn. Don't know. Charles Brosnan. Oh, no, that wouldn't be. Yeah. He was in Twinkie. <laughs> Charles Brosnan. Um, Susan George was Twinkie. Oh, right. And the other films were Diamond Rush and then to be followed up with Butch Cassidy and the Sun Wow, Dance. one of my favourite films. Sundance. So still to this day, one of my favourite films. Yeah. That. Uh, other things that just grabbed my eye was uh, Ron Ellis, the great Ron Ellis memory oh. man, was doing his... He bizarrely did 22 years ago. don't know why he did that, because normally 5, so 10... 22 feet. years ago, or 1948, would that have been? Yeah. yeah, we beat Oldershot 2-0. But anyway, yeah. one thing that jumped out, and I remember this being a young lad, there's an advert for Dave Bickers. Yeah. Dave Bickers Motorbikes. Is he still around? Um, I don't know. He, so I'll tell you what happened with him. He went, um, he was, he was. I, I don't know if the, the actual Dave Bickers is still around, but he went into, um, or his company sort of diversified into like stunt work. You know, they used to, you know, like yeah. motorbike stunt work and stuff like that. Yeah. I think they're based at Cottenham, somewhere like that, I think. Yeah. But he was a very local sportsman, um, motorbike enthusiast, like scrambler, stuff like that. Dave Bickers. Yeah. Very well known in the area. You were telling me just for the for the listeners when we were driving over, I I just took a little mention that, that Dave's got a new haircut. So I asked him where has he got his hair, hair done? He said, well, from where I've always got it done, which is um, 
Pompadour's <laughs> Hair and Beauty Limited. And you can imagine I was shocked to see in the programme that there was an advert for them. And does this ring any bells to you? Come on, where are they? The, the, um, the advert is, it starts off in bold, men, exclamation mark. So it's pretty clear who oh, they're after. Yeah. Keep fit with a sauna and body massage. Oh, hello. Muscle toning. Hello. Then below it says, Female specialist masseuse for men. <laughs> From the 27th of June, inclusive, six-day opening, late nights, Wednesday and Friday. Oh, yeah. Where's that? Where were we about? Well, I don't you... know if it's still open, but you could have a go no, to, no, on the way where, home. I just wonder where it was. 39A yeah. Westgate Street. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. That's and the, right in the town centre, isn't it? Yeah, and the telephone number, which you've probably still got in, you yeah. know, in your phone, is yeah. 53235. <laughs> Pompadour so, Hair and so Beauty. Westgate Street, the street, I always get mixed up with streets in town. Is that the one that goes from, like, Debenhams up to M&S? Is that Westgate Street? Yeah, I'd have said that, yeah. Because it's Tavern Tag- Street. Where's Tackett Street? No, Tackett Street's down near Sainsbury's. Where, that's yeah. where McNeil's used to be back so in the day. So West, is Westgate Street the whole street to where, like, the no. co-op is at the end? Or was... No, 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 no. So I think it's Westgate Street. Car Street. It's West, yeah, so it's Westgate Street, I think, pretty much from where sort of Burger... No, what's on the corner? Is it Mossbrook or something on the corner there yeah. down to Debenhams? Then beyond there is, I think, it's Tavern Street. And then I think Car Street is where the, where the White Horse is. Goes yeah. from there up to the co-op. So there you go. <laughs> Love it, mate. That's where you got your hair from. Pompadour hair. Pompadour, well, I tell you what, sounds like you get more than a haircut there, Stat. You would, and then it kind of ends up with an advert about Eastern Counties yeah, building site. It's not boring, very funny. So boring, we're going to move boring. on to the next game. Go on. Um, so it's 19... <laughs> so it's actually, it's the 22nd of April 2000. I remember this game. Um, Burley's in the away dugout. He is. Because we've gone to um, Jerry Francis's QPR. Mm-hmm. And I thought the other day when I was 
putting these notes together. I haven't seen Jerry Francis for ages, and then he appeared on Sky Sports News as some summariser. He's still got rather a fetching grey mullet, hasn't he? Yep. Yeah, he got it done at uh, Pompadour, Pompadour Hair and Beauty. And um, extras. So, you know, <laughs> setting it into context, we were, we were, it was starting to purr now, the, the, the 1999-2000 team. Um, we'd won one, one, one nil um, the previous weekend away at Stockport. Jono had um, scored for us. I went up to that game and what I remember about it, well, I don't remember a great deal. It wasn't that exciting, I think, apart from the goal. I was in South Africa when that yeah. happened. I remember that. So you were in South Africa, but not going down South Africa Road when we played oh, QPR. Oh, see what you've done there. Seamless link. Um, we're missing um, Marcus Stewart. And he's... Well, he was missing for... A, yeah. that, was a, that was that weird sort of time, wasn't it? He sort of went a bit Tom Adiemi-ish, didn't he? He did, yeah. <laughs> who, but who? fortunately... Tom Adiemi. But fortunately, yeah. um, reappeared. Anyway, go on. So, you know, often I, I don't know what you think, but, you know, QPR, I often see it as a, as a tricky visit down there, tight ground and stuff like yeah. that, and they don't have a I've, big... I've been four or five times over the yeah. years. I don't think I've ever seen us win. 14,920 packed in there, and I think it's probably... <laughs> Capacity. Yeah, um, and it's nil-nil at half-time. And then um, 18 seconds into the second half, Gavin Peacock. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, Richard Wright parries a shot. I, I don't know who had the shot, but... Um, Peacock uh, stuck it in. Famously wouldn't play on a Sunday. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was a bit of a shock to us. And then um, a guy called Kojo, K-O-E-J-O-E, um, in the 58th minute, it was a bit of a mix-up with uh, Tony Mowbray. He sticks it in the back of the net. Um, that's, yeah, I think, yeah, that was the thing. Chris Kawamia was playing for QPR that day, and he slipped the pass in to Kojo, and I think Mogger got a bit mixed up. So they go 2-0 up. We really need to, you know, rally. pull our fingers out now and rally. rally. Yeah, so we, we win a penalty. Penalty. Langley yeah. Langley had fouled Magilton and Magilton then got up and um, tucked it away. Mm-hmm. Had a few of those, haven't we? Mm-hmm. We had um, Danny Haynes the other week, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that that's 2-1. Um, penalty, sorry. Uh, and the game opened up at 2-1. Mogger had uh, two cleared off the line and Matty Holland had a good chance. Did you go? Were you there? No, I didn't know. No. I'm, re- I'm reading this all up from what I wrote down from YouTube. <laughs> and and no there were chances for Q- No, no, no. QPR. It's not why I said it. I wonder yeah, if no, you no. Went, no. And then, um, so we're still pushing forward. And like I said, there, there are chances. And then um, Kawamia fires in. Um, he's unmarked. Kevin Gallon was a good player for QPR. Oh, yeah. he, they hit us on the counter-attack when we were pushing and I crossed it. He, and... he was a bit of a thorn in our side. He'd scored yeah. goals against us yeah. for QPR. Prior and after that, he I'm did. Pretty sure, I think he was being called up for Ireland as well. Was he? Yeah, but um, that was so. That was game forty-three. We were third, seventy-eight, which then yeah. at that point meant playoffs were probably more likely. I remember. For us. I remember after this game, literally, I'm sure it was a few days later. We had a really good. Well, I think we won our next three games, but just missed out automatic, which, which was you know, you know how it all unfolded. But I just remember we had a, we had an evening game against Palace. Yeah. We beat them one 0 big crowd. And then the game I did go to, which was brilliant atmosphere when we went to Charlton and won 3-1 yeah, yeah. that was um, a great game Rusa um, oh brilliant yeah, yeah. Magilton class yeah, free yeah. kick and they were pre- being presented with the trophy weren't they that was it yeah yeah. we'll I have to cover that well maybe not but maybe another year <laughs> um, and so so that ended 3-1 oh, I've got a great note have you done the number one for this I haven't no have I mm, no um, right give me a clue um, it's one of those ones that is 
Just tell me what it is then. It's a Toker's Miracle by Fragma. <laughs> <laughs> is that like that Gregorian chance or something? <laughs> I can see why you struggled with a, uh, uh, yeah. any sort of clue. Oh, really? oh yeah, I can't give any, everyone away. I can't but, imagine that there's anybody that when it appears on their iPhone or whatever, their their music device, whatever they're listening to, that they don't just press skip. I think can't imagine skip. anybody would go. Oh, I want to listen to that. <clears throat> a bit of a raunchy video. I seem to remember. Was it? Oh, I'll have, mm. a, I'll have a look at that then. Yeah. Um, and so then we come up to the twenty fourth of April two thousand and ten, mm-hmm. um, and it's the uh, the last away match of uh, Roy Keane's first full season at, at Ipswich, and we're away to Chris Hewton's Newcastle, who. Um, who had already been romped it, yeah, hadn't they? Had been crowned champions. I think they'd um, got a hundred and so many points and so many goals and Look stuff at like the that. Crowd stat. Yeah. Um, biggest crowd we've played. Surely the biggest championship crowd we've played. It is a is a record for the championship. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Fifty two thousand one hundred eighty one. Wow. Well, it was in two thousand and ten, and I took a flying chance that it hasn't been. I don't think it has. No. No, no, not with. I don't even think even when we played them wow. last season that that Newcastle's attendances were that high. No, because no. some of them were still voting with their with their feet. But yeah, fifty two. Oh, I see. Sorry, I, and I wasn't yeah. reading on. I see. Yeah, yeah, that's why Newcastle awarded the yeah. trophy. Yeah. So that yeah they 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 were awarded the trophy after the game. I thought yeah. it was before, but it was after the game. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, some of the players that played for Newcastle: uh, Kevin Nolan, uh, Danny Simpson, Wayne Routledge. Yeah. Jonas Gutierrez, I've got, I'll come back to him in a minute, um, Peter Lovencrans, um, and they brought on oh. subs, Joey Barton and Nicky Butt, Wow! which shocks you that they brought Barton and Butt on and they overlooked Leon Best and he stayed on the <laughs> on the bench. Tell you what, no wonder they walked the lead with that squad. I mean, I remember them, the, I suppose the game earlier at Portman Road earlier that season was the Robson Memorial game, wasn't it, where they... Was it four nil and four nil on TV? Scored a yeah. hat trick, didn't he? No, and for me it was it was a it was a real low point because I thought the club had done everything that they could to commemorate Sir Bobby Robson and 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 the players and Roy Keane had gone to the statue and laid yeah. flowers and yeah. what you really wanted following that was just a good performance. And I yeah. tell you what, everybody, the whole footballing world would have settled for um, the same result as that this game would have. Yeah, would sorry, have ended, we're talking yeah. about yeah. this game, yeah. but no, you're right. Um, now twenty. Uh, 20- Six minutes. Uh, there's a long ball. No, that's a no. Twenty-six minutes. Uh, Andy Carroll scores with a header. Yeah, standard. Shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in the forty-second minute, there's a long ball from Brian Murphy. Great goal. Yeah. Connor Wickham race between Fabrizio Colaccini and Mike Williams. He rifled yeah. it. This is, this is a fired a, 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 a rifle yeah. in. Yeah. What a goal that was. So we go into half time. It's one-one. Yeah. And so we're we're waiting around fifteen minutes till the second half kicks off. So I'll tell you. Once I stood in a bar in Norfolk having a pint with Jonas Gutierrez. Okay. Because he, he was on loan at, at Norwich. Norwich, yeah. Norwich. Yeah. Oh, nice, came, he, nice man. Yeah. Came, a bit weird that he came into a, a, a Norfolk village pub wearing a Chicago Bulls top and shorts and flip flops. He stood out a little bit. <laughs> and yeah. so he probably had long hair with a ponytail, is yeah. what I remember as yeah. well. Oh, did he have a man bun like Ben? Yeah, we had a man bun as he well. He did, and he really um, would have looked outrageous. We were we were intru- we were introduced, oh. um, and I think I said some. I, I very quickly, probably within the first two words, probably shouted Ipswich Town. 
just so he knew. I think I just had to get that, but he was he was cool. Bought, oh, bought us a pint. Yeah. So yeah, half time uh, second half kicks off, and um, there's action for both teams. But in the 84th minute, Shola Amiobi. Yeah, um, he's a substitute. Um, but before that, there was a foul on Nicky Butt. A penalty. Penalty. Yeah. yeah. Shola steps up and converts it in the 84th minute, and the biggest championship crowd goes wild on the majority of that 52,181. Wow. And then in the 94th minute, and this is literally the last kick of the game, there's a long ball through by um, Jack Colback, Jack Colback, and John Walters slots it past yeah. Stephen Harper. I think that was his eighth goal of the season. Yeah. And um, what I like about it was, you know, we'd gone to the, the champions. You know, they, they'd mm. scored a record number of points, certainly over 100 points or a Hundred goals. They were they were really entertaining. And Roy Keane said he wasn't particularly happy. No. He said maybe they were on holiday. I'm certainly not going to do an Irish accent. My mum would not um, appreciate that. Um, yeah, <laughs> but he, Dag. he's from Cork. Um, may, maybe I'm sorry, that, I'll, I'll yeah. re- redefine my Cork accent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that. just twiddle it in. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. they were on holiday, but I'm disappointed with the draw. Oh. But there were positives. So he was disappointed with the draw. The fact that we'd equalised with the last ah, kick of the game. Good old Roy. Um, game 45. We were 14th, um, and we had 56 points. Mm. Not far off where we are at the moment. No, not really. No, I can remember that. You got any birthdays for us this well, week? Well, you're a bit. You're a bit, as we would say in the stat ho- household. You're a bit Roy because we haven't done the managerial game. Oh no! Which one? Which one's this going to be? We're going straight. In. Well, I know how well you did with their northeast rivals last week. So let's go with Newcastle. Who was the manager before Chris Hutton and after Chris Hutton at Newcastle? I'm throwing in. I don't know what I'm throwing in. Glenn Roder. Right. Why am I throwing him in? Oh, that's not right then, is it? Um, that's not right, is it? No. No. Um, but he did manage them, didn't he? Yeah, I know he met us. Yeah. Well, that's why yeah, I said I that. Yeah. Was, well, that, that was, bit was right. There, but... was, a, there was a sort of <laughs> yeah. a tenuous link. Yeah. I don't know. Um, oh, hang on. Pardew? He was the manager after. Right. So before Hewton. Yeah. Um no, I don't know. Clue. Um, he was a bit crazy. I tell you what, he liked the bacon butties. Not not good for your heart. Oh. Silence is Dave thinking. First name, uh, Joe. Uh, Joe? Yeah. I don't know. Managed at Forest. And he also managed at Wimbledon, which gives it away. Oh, was it Joe Kinnear? Joe Kinnear, yeah. Oh, Joe yeah. Kinnear, um, oh, yeah. he... Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I think he had a... When he was there, he had an issue with his uh, heart problems. He did. he did. Then I think he came back, and then I think the Cockney Mafia were around at that point. Mike Ashley was there. So when he went, Chris Hutton was in charge. Yeah. Um, and then the Cockney Mafia um, really caved in to the Geordie masses. Um, so they then appointed... Um, so they, they kind of sacked caretaker manager Chris Hewton. Did I did I read something the other day about... Go on, can yeah. I just finish this? They sacked caretaker manager Chris Hewton yeah. to bring in interim boss Alan Shearer. Ah, so do you okay. remember? Yeah. So right. Shearer was there for about about eight games. So right. if you if you ignore the caretaker and interim, uh, it was Joe Kinnear, Chris yeah. Hewton, Alan Pardew. Did I read some of the other days? Obviously, recently, Pardew's been sacked by West Brom, and 
Um, he's still, he's still, <laughs> he still technically would be under contract at Newcastle because he's got yeah. that eight-year contract, and also at Palace as well. Yeah, I think there's something similar about that with um, oh David Moyes. Yeah, because I think he signed a, yeah, a similar length contract at Man U. Yeah, yeah. Good work if you can get it. Oh, mate. Who hey. would want to be a, an average manager? Nah. Yeah. yeah well, so notable birthdays. Go We've got on. to it now. On the 18th of January, Banbury's finest. Uh, jockey. Uh, yeah. Wee jockey. Jockey Wilson. Kevin Wilson will be 57. He's um, he, we signed him from Derby. We did. For £150,000, which I don't know if business. you remember. At the time, there wasn't a lot of £150,000 splashing around Portman Road. Um, back in '85, particularly with the, you know, b- the big players had gone and yeah. still trying to, yeah, yeah. you know, fund the Pioneer okay, Stand. Another good sign in that. Made his debut at home at Gillingham in the FA Cup. Yeah, he scored, and it must have been three two. I think we won. Yeah, that was three two. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one story that I like. So he, he played four, 123 appearances, scored 49 goals, and Bobby Ferguson ran rang up the um, the the IFA, so the Northern Irish Football Association, um, to let them know that Kevin Wilson's mum was born in Northern Ireland. Yeah, yeah, and he certainly played. Yeah. And I'm sure he scored for goals. But, do you, Northern but Ireland. when you read things like that, do you really think? Can you imagine Bobby Ferguson? And you know, Bobby was a, a, a great servant. But can you imagine him sitting in his office and? I tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this for Kevin. Someone give me the IFA's number. He was he was a Geordie as well, wasn't he? Give he me was the IFA's number. Freak. I'm gonna phone them and tell them that Kevin's mum is from <laughs> County Derry. <laughs> I got some who made ratatouille and, yeah. and a jenga. Yeah. Now, um, and we should say just um, we haven't done a uh, as this is a history pod. Um, we should perhaps just say a word about Bobby Ferguson, who sadly passed away. Yeah, he, him and Colin, Colin yeah, Harper Colin in the Harper. same week. Yeah, Colin Harper played. My, we um, Earlier on the pod, I said about my very first game against Burnley. He played in that game, 19, yeah. 1970. Yeah, I think very sad. History, I, I would hope history would be a bit fairer to, to, to Bobby Ferguson because oh, he, be. he had a, a terribly, you know, the, the job that he, he followed Bobby Robson, first did, of all. Did you this know. on the pod, did yeah. this on the pod. And, and, and basically, it was almost his right of passage to take over the job yeah. from Robson. Yeah. But... In hindsight, great coach, and he was never really comfortable. So we understand, you know, you know, with the media, with you know, even with the local press, sort of thing. Exceptional coach, you know, um, uh, you know, it was him that apparently, you know, not apparently, came up with the idea of playing Gates in the withdrawn role. It was him again, um, the idea of playing Geddes up against the Arsenal fullback Sammy Nelson that stopped them bombing forward. You know, technically very clever, and that comes that comes from a lot of the players talking about talking about Ferguson, who said, you know, just tactically astute, great motivator. Butcher speaks like that. You know, he, he really toughened Butcher up. Um, but he, yeah, no, very sad. I mean, he he had to deal with selling the the family silver as well. Yeah, that was thing. You know, the the pioneer stand was built. The players all left. Um, yeah, no, I think I think he and and really, I suppose history will say he was a bit harshly treated because I think he was given an ultimatum. Okay, he you know he he was a manager when we initially went down, and he was just given that season to get the town back up, and ultimately failed in the in in you know in the playoffs. But he knew um, that you know the writing was on the wall. But no, very sad news. I used to see him. He lived over a broke corner near me. I used to see him walking his dog most mornings. And, yeah. and a mention for Colin Harper as well, lo- local lad. Great player. There's, yeah, a, there's a great video hammer that I, left foot. I like sharing on um, on on Twitter and on on Ipswich Town Stats Facebook. 
with um, him scoring against Manchester United. Oh, they're celebrating. Yeah, and he's such a happy, uh, yeah, such a happy smile. And, and yeah. I, I received a, a message uh, from somebody saying, oh, you know that video you've put on Facebook or whatever? Yeah. Is there any chance that you could send it to me? Because it's my granddad. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, no, that, was, yeah, that was nice, yeah. So I said, I said a few kind words, but yeah, but very, very, very missed um, yeah, Bobby Ferguson and Colin Harper. Like, again, we did a bit about him on the pod. He... Um, he got his career really the the beginning of the end was he got a terrible tackle at Lazio in that famous game which did his knee ligaments. Then he actually came. I think he got back the very next season after for about ten games and he got done again by Duncan Forbes yeah. at Norwich and yeah. that was it for him at Ipswich. So yeah, sad. But yeah, Bobby Ferguson for me will always be remembered though for the time that he phoned up the IFA just to let them know that Kevin Wilson Fantastic, was mate. you know born in Northern Ireland. Kevin Wilson scored twenty goals for us in eighty six eighty seven, which was. A long landmark before we got somebody who was scoring scoring twenty goals again in the league, and he went off to Chelsea for three hundred and thirty five thousand. He did. So if you look at it, doubled our money. Mm. Um, now on the twenty third of April, Billy Baxter was born. He was born in nineteen thirty nine. Yeah. Um, he he died in May two thousand and nine. Yeah. Now I started writing some notes, and actually I thought. This is quite terrible what I've, what I've written because you know we can come to this point at the end. But I mean, you know, Baxter was born in in Edinburgh. We signed him from Broxburn Athletic. Yeah, he was in the um, he was in the army. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He was or RAF brought, or, brought in or, mainly yeah. as uh, at the time I thought He's mainly as cover, juggling for national service. No, and, national and service, yeah. Playing for us as well. He, he made his debut in a four-one win versus Norwich in in nineteen sixty. Mm-hmm. Went on to. Um, score 22 goals in 459 appearances, yeah. a great servant. And then apparently there was this uh, newspaper story, that national newspaper story, where he was interviewed and apparently said that the club was going to the dogs. Yeah, I mean, it, clearly it was, um, I mean, Robson says this in his book, you know, and he acknowledged Baxter was a great player, but very strong personality in the dressing room, him and 20th Irish international, Tommy Carroll, and the famous... Um, do you know what? It could have even been that game against Leeds that we covered. I'm not sure, but there was one game that they were both left. They were both left out, and they um, apparently went up to the team sheet on the board and ripped it off and threw it at Robson, and then punches were thrown, and Robson and Cyril Lee got involved and stuff. And I think Robson, um, you know, uh, that was a real again another sort of turning point in Robson's yeah. Ipswich sort of career. But you know, he's no not in great player. Um, again, he played in that first ever game I went to. Not I can remember it, but I know he was playing. Um, not that big. I'm about five foot ten, something like that. But apparently, you know, great spring. Um, you know, hard as nails. And and again, like I said earlier, one of um, along with Crawford, only really one of the two players that he played um, forty games in sixty one, sixty two, and forty one in sixty seven, sixty eight. You know, the Division One winning side. So yeah, in Ipswich. Um, Oh, certainly, he would always be looked upon. I think Bill Billy Baxter was an Ipswich yeah. great, you know. Just a sad end to how his how his career ended, but you know he yeah, then went on and to and the Hall of quite Fame. Sad, yeah. I think he went in the Hall of Fame. I think he had, I think he developed in the end like diabetes, and I yeah. think he had a you know a leg amputated and stuff. So yeah, quite a, you know he had quite a difficult time. But... So we should we should look back fondly on him. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah very, you know, certainly a key. You know, a key player in um, well, in in, in his officer. Well, he's in the Hall of Fame, so there you go. Yeah. Um, and then on the twenty fourth of <laughs> April, not so much. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, it's funny how you kind of you think about Kevin Wilson and you think about Billy Baxter. You don't necessarily think about Duran and Door. Duran and Door. All yeah. I remember about Duran and Door, 
He liked the hooked pass. Are you, are, are you properly calling him Garain and Door? Garain and Door, I, I called him. Garain, Garain and Door. He liked the hook pass. He liked the no-look pass hooked on over his shoulder. He was quite good at that. Well, born in uh, Senegal, Juran, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he signed for us in twelve thirteen, and he was on a season-long loan from Saint Etienne. Oh, was he Saint Etienne? Yeah, um, and uh, in so that was in two thousand and twelve, and Saint Etienne had previously signed him from Nantes. Okay, two years previous um, for four million euros. Oh, stop it! I don't Seriously? know. What, I don't know what the exchange rate was back in two thousand and ten. Blimey. Yeah. Um, he had uh, 34 appearances, one goal. I remember that as a comedy one, wasn't it? Yeah. Didn't he have... Bit in. And didn't he have a... Didn't he have his bandage on his head at that point? Yeah, possibly, yeah. I remember, I remember, I remember he walked the ground. Out, against Forest Birmingham. I don't know. Yeah. Who it was I know he walked in. The keeper who sort of charged down, a, I want to say... It was one of those ones where perhaps he was just following up and a centre-half sort of went to pass back to the keeper and the keeper was running out and it ran past them all. The keeper kicked it against the door, and he. Or I remember him; he like ran the ball in the net. It was one yeah. of those ones when it was but, like balls up. Can you imagine? Obviously, when we signed him, he was um, Paul Jewell was the the manager, right? And then Mick comes in on the first of November, and he looks around the the training pitch, and it, Mick must have his eyes must have opened, and his heart must have skipped a beat when he saw this big brute of a <laughs> central midfielder or he something. Was, I can remember him; he's a bit limited. He was right, you know. I say yeah. he liked he liked the power. I remember about him; he liked the pass where the ball would just. Help it on that like, no look pass over his shoulder. He like you know and one or two once or twice it did go to one of our players. Yeah, once or twice. Do you do you, do you know those stories you hear when you know down the pub and stuff and people say oh yeah and and so and so player was you know stormed out of the ground or stuff like that. you hear about things. Well, when I think Joel was still the manager, he didn't pick Endor, Um and Endor did storm out of the yes, ground. I do remember stood that. Stood at the entrance to the the main car park, Portman yeah. Road car park. Now, I was there on that day uh, selling, helping out the Turnstile Blue fanzine with um, controversial. The, young, the young children, controversial. Um, my two young children. We were standing there, oh, and said that. Um, what happened was, because apparently where I was standing, Suffolk Police came along to have a conversation with me because the club had reported it. But what I spotted in, in the background whilst that was happening was that my, my son, and I was so proud, they could have taken me away in handcuffs at that point, my son... Um, had just sold uh, Turnstile Blue to Russell Osman, and then he turned round to Juran Endor, who was right. waiting for a taxi, to say, "Do you want to buy a copy of Turnstile Blue?" Did he? Did he say? Did Garain say, "Up yours in French, son"? Well, so how old was he? So he must Finn must have been about nine. Yeah, yeah. So eight or nine. So I don't know whether he probably said, "Je m'appelle oh, Turnstile Blue." On, yeah. Would you like to buy a fanzine? And he, I don't know what he said, but guess what happened? He didn't. He didn't buy a fanzine. I don't think he understood any any anything from a, an eight year old. Game, game yeah. a quid? No. He suddenly, in the towards the end of the first half, appeared in the stand and sat in the row right behind us. Ah. And so then I leaned across to my son and I said, try and sell him "Do you one. want to try and sell him one?" But he wasn't. He wasn't brave enough. He wasn't having it. But yeah, good old Juran and Dor. Juran. But it's it's. it's it's Senegal, French, the the French colony, Connolly, it's a French Connolly, yeah, it's a French uh, Connolly, and um, so it must be Duran. Great. <laughs> anyway, stat, thanks for that. Enjoyed it, enjoyed it as usual. <laughs> um, just to remind everyone, this is part of the Blue Money Network of podcasts, so please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and tweet us. Please, your memory's got a bad stuff at Blue Monday ITFC. 
that should do just about it for this walk down memory lane we hope you enjoyed it if you have any suggestions you have remember any of the events we talk about then let us know on social media at blue monday itfc dave diamond three at chomp x3 and also please don't forget to hit follow on there and give us a like on facebook.com slash blue monday itfc ben will be here with a preview show on friday i'll be back on the flagship show with ben on monday which will feature stats stat of the week and with any luck we'll be back with more nostalgia this time next week until then goodbye stat happy birthday Joran. <laughs> great It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.